Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, hello. Welcome to Marketing Made Easy. We are the Get Savvy Club. I'm Anita Baldwin and I'm here with Anna Geary. Hi, Anna. Hi, how are you doing? I am really, well, yeah, really good. We're recording this on a Saturday morning and I'm still sitting here in my pyjamas, so that's not bad, is it? How lovely to be able to work in your pyjamas. Yes, and just chill out. Yeah, I just threw some clothes on and then come down to do this because we always do the recording and then we do this bit afterwards so that we can tell you a little bit about them and what we yeah. got from them. Yeah, so this time we've talked to Fergus Matheson and he is... It kind of has like a, is it like a bit of a dating agency for podcast people? So puts them together. So people that want to go on podcasts and people that have podcasts and are looking for guests and, and helps put them together. And podcasts are, you know, we talk about it a lot in the in the interview, but podcasts are just amazing. And there are so many people still haven't heard of them. And when you do, there's a wealth of stuff out there that you never need to be bored again. Yeah, anything you need to know, anything you want to learn more about, anything they're just interested in. You can just go and get a podcast about it. Yeah, and And actually um, what's great about Fergus as well is he talked about um, how he got into it, which is a bit bizarre, um, his own limiting beliefs and how he got over those. So always great to hear because who doesn't have limiting beliefs? In fact, we've been doing a lot of coaching calls with people um, over the last week and pretty much everyone we spoke to had some kind of limiting belief that was holding them back in their business, didn't they? If they just got out of their own way, they'd be flying. So yeah, it's- but that's such an easy thing to say and not such an easy thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think it's hard to just do it on your own as well. I think it's Burgess as well, because what he has like a proper job, like a, he'll tell you about it in the interview, but like what he was doing before to then going and doing this. And he, he did it just to help people out in the first place because he was just, you know, someone that can connect people. Although, like he said, he's an introvert. It's quite a unassuming guy he's not like in your face hey I know everyone I can hook you up with this person or whatever he just you know sees opportunities and gets people together so he's kind of had blocks around charging for that because he just enjoyed it to start like we always say don't we what you can't help meddling in that's probably what you should go and do because you're passionate about it you do it anyway even for for, for free so find out how he turned something he was passionate about into a business and all the blocks he had to overcome along the way and um, let's get into it if you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy the podcast from Get Savvy Club use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe so yeah I'm involved in um, obviously the podcast space Um, I do podcast PR which my company is called Podcast Genie so what I do is I I I pair different people up with um, with podcasts. They can be um, speakers, authors, um, just people with something to say and something to sell that have got like products that they want to put forward to obviously to different people and use the podcast space because it's such a such an important thing because obviously people that tune into audio can obviously tell by your tone, your flexions in your voice, things like that, and really get to know that individual. So that that's why they do it, really. And it's like all that know, like, and trust factor. It's actually quite intimate, isn't it? If you're like, I listen to them as I walk along and you've got your ear pods in and someone is almost in your head, just you know, talking directly to you and you're completely focused on them while you're walking along. So it's actually quite an intimate experience. When we get new clients that have found us through the podcast in some way and then we jump on like a, a call to see if we're going to work together and um, they know like everything about us. And it can be quite weird sometimes because we're uh, like, we're like, oh yeah, we're based in Leicester. And they're like, yeah, we, I know that. And I know this about you and that about you. 
and you realize because they've been listening to the podcast for so long they've kind of pieced up all the bit, bits and bobs and, and they know loads about us they know that anita runs every day they know that i'm a leicester city fan so it's kind of an, mm. well we're lucky in a way that people that tend to listen to us tend to just then power listen through the whole lot oh definitely they definitely look back at your like your back catalogue and mm. see what what guests you've had before and they don't even care if you you've done it a little bit ugly at times just to bit rough and ready how you've, pro- how you've moved through that journey you know I'm not even a complete version yet of what I want to be on, on on my podcast yet, and there's several things that I want to want to do with that. But it's all a sort of work in progress. What got you into podcasting then? Being a like a little bit of an introvert um, at first, I thought I'm not really going to have a podcast. But I was like on on Facebook, and um, there was a top hundred business podcast in the US. It was just on there is like any recommendations for podcast guests and people are throwing out the usual Eric Thomas and and all sorts of other people. And I'd known him for a little bit and I just sort of said, I can get you a few guests for your show. Why don't you give me a go? And because our relationship wasn't that great, you know, it was all it was all right. But on social media, you can you're going to think there's lots of weirdos out there aren't you like there are <laughs> and then all of a sudden i've got brad burton on his show and then he said oh it probably just the light bulbs went off in his head and um he said okay right we'll, we'll give it and it, no money no money involved it was just all sort of free work and then he just said okay then we'll go for it and i was able to get him like quite a few top level entrepreneurs onto his show i mean this was like three years ago so people weren't sort of in the dms they weren't so hesitant and it didn't go into like your junk or spam and i was able to like have a conversation with these people and just set them up with the show and on email as well and just have a, have that conversation with them and i think it was more of the point that i was a qualified carpenter I suppose came in with no expectation. There was no expectation yeah. there. There was nothing there. There was no barriers there. I didn't, I just thought, oh, I want to do something for somebody else that might impact them, you know, because I saw him, he was, uh, he'd got a podcast where it's called Success Champions. And I, I felt like that if he'd got bigger guests on his show, then he could show how he could interview and, Every now and again, he could could have like one of his guests that he had previously had on, but it would show that he was pushing on and that he'd get the viewing figures up and if it was promoted properly. So I was just doing it to help them out, really. And then that's how it started, just off an iPhone. And then um, while I was running my other business, then from there, I just started working with the people that I'd reached out to. So I'd reached out to sort of TEDx speakers and people like that. There was a point where I couldn't do this for free forever long, like f- forever. But I'd, I'd been a bit cheeky and I kept like the communication going and the relationship and and speaking to them and finding out how they are and and just saying to them, oh, well, I could could help you out, like link you up with other people. And the podcaster had got back to me and said, oh, can you do this the, like, the reverse way? Can you book me on shows? So we started doing it that way and I started doing it with the people. So I had quite a big network, but it was just free work basically and I was I was kind of burning out if I'm being honest because of all the free work running a carpentry business yeah. <laughs> during the and day. then being this like podcast connector all of a sudden yeah out there getting people sorting people out where they need to be yeah profit follows passion as they say don't they definitely so did you have to make a conscious decision to start charging for this then and, and was that difficult what happened was I joined a sort of a mastermind 
I had a very, I don't know if it was a psychological thing, but I had a thing about charging for something that I hadn't, I'd just fallen into. Yeah. Rather than with a trade, you, you go through the steps and do that. Whereas I'd gone like jumped about five steps yeah. for what I was doing. And um, with that, um, I joined this mastermind, but everybody on there was like from the US. All of a sudden, like, I just had to have that recognition, I think, in my head. Yeah. This was a market there, and I had to look out for like people that were like, say, people like Interview Valet or um, Jeremy Ryan Slate, who does Command Your Brand, and just just look at different models that incorporated <laughs> what I did um, to give me that guidance and and obviously momentum and, and confidence. Like, yeah, confidence. Yeah, but even just on that call, there was like I think there was like five or six people on that call, and the bloke Donny just said to, said to them, he said, um, "So how many people in here would want to be on a podcast who to talk about the business?" And everybody put their hand up, like, and it was like straight away, it was like, "Okay, there's the market there," but it's just I think we all have these like sort of psychological barriers, mm-hmm. if you like, limiting beliefs. That's what they are. Oh, definitely. Probably even to this day now. But um, I like to do, and and as an introvert, as I said, but what I like to do is like do things differently. I've been doing a lot of um, video messages to people now. Yeah. As in, like, even if somebody sends me, you must get them like from a PR person and they've just got like this person like, who's Copy like and pasted yeah and links tastic like click this link click, i don't want to click all those links that like, you're giving me work to do and you're asking for something for me and giving me work to do what i've been trying to do is because you don't always get it in text do you you don't always get that across but if you do it in a video that person can see you it's so transparent and they can see you know whether you're happy sad you know you your voice they can see everything about you it's all transparent so every time i do this i ever i see that i get a response back i don't know what it is about what, what software do you use literally make it 60 seconds and then just just put it in um other than that i'd be like a dropbox but i think for me i just try and make it as raw as possible mm. like just to get that that across yeah um, obviously i try and stand somewhere where there's not like laundry in the background or something like that, you know, <laughs> yeah. what's going on, but like just to make it so that I get it, get what I want across kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It's far more impactful. And a lot of us don't dare use it, do we? But like, that's how me and my daughter who's 14 communicate actually via Snapchat is we just like literally just, and we don't care what we look like or what we're just like, oh, and blah, blah. And, then, and because that's, that's just her, all the people like her age, well, all her mates and stuff. That's how they communicate with each other. They don't care what they look like. Um, they're just that's just them videoing like we're talking now, sort of a thing. I know it's through video, uh, but I guess then we can see the people. We know they're real people because a lot of the time, you know, like we get loads of emails about pitching people to come on our podcast, and they're terrible how they're positioned, the fonts of them. Like I need to said tons of links. Often they've not bothered to change, like if it's a he or a she at the bottom, you know, like because it's so copied and pasted. You can, it's so clearly done. There's one lady actually I've connected with her on LinkedIn because I think she would be a great guest, but I don't want to attribute it to that PR company for her. I feel like going through and saying, I might send her a video actually after this and say, your PR people suck, but I still looked at you and I think you'd be a great guest, but I don't want to like 
go back to them i'd rather go to you direct to get you on our podcast because they'll be like oh we did our job and it's like no it was terrible because they referred to you as like a, a different person in it and it was a real mess in different fonts and yeah it was just terrible really what you're doing is crying out to be done better because it couldn't possibly be done worse and they all seem to be adopting this model like we talked about um getting someone to try and um get us on people's podcasts but we both agreed that we hate the approaches we get so much we don't want to be behind one of those um so for you to to find a different way um, because you you want to make a difference and you want to do it right and all of that it's just you know a, it's not hard for you to be streets ahead of everyone else in this field is it yeah and I always re- reach out to when we have podcast guests I always reach out myself so I'll send them a video on Instagram or obviously me and you were in communication anyway Fergus so I was like hey do I think you'd make a great podcast guest and I try to be a bit more like that about it like me doing myself but I understand not everybody would it, it, some people do need to get somebody else to do it for them um for, for whatever different reason maybe they're busy or if you're sourcing and finding the people if they're not just in the circles to be able to find those people themselves then it does make sense to get somebody on board that can get a good fit as well because that is important i mean you could fill up somebody's podcast with guests couldn't you but they need to be the right people 100 percent. i think um as well as that i've got another friend who's um who's got his own podcast and he's had like ed mylet and like top sort of level entrepreneurs on his show and He's always dropping videos because it shows guts for one thing. It shows who's going to be turning up. When when you do do like a, a Zoom call or anything like this, it's always like, boom, you're in there, but you don't know the personality behind the person mm-hmm. to match yeah. it up to the show either. You don't know if you're going to have a great, great show going forward because you don't actually know what they're like. And it's very hard to mm-hmm. pick that up from a video that's only like one focus or you've got a bit of bit of text that's like focused once to their their mm. specific kind of thing yeah it definitely fast tracks kind of yeah. no like and trust yeah. and uh, will make you think even if you might not have i don't know the best fit of a business but you might be an interesting person and quite dynamic and who wants some you know dullard on their podcast mm. you want someone who's got a personality and can get out there so yeah it's perfect you want to know that the person the person even isn't perfect like that's for me oh, like, like that yeah like that that's why i did that <laughs> because I'm always wary of the polished brigade you know the ones that are really polished and everything they do is like this everything's polished about them I think "Ah, something not quite right there but if they if they're just like you say they're just in in their office and they're like oh I'm going to send domestics I think this would be great and they're just in their own space and they're just being them I think that's a much better better approach without a doubt that's a British thing as well do you think that's like we like to see that individual like in, in all its glory whereas the sort of instagram life or the the the, the sort of filtered comment whatever that might be is like sort of an american thing but whereas we're sort of looking for that individual we, we're not worried about it too much we like authenticity don't we we like to see the whites of your eyes and it, early on in social media times everybody just wanted to look instagram perfect didn't they and everything you needed to be filtered and this and now people are sort of revolting against that and they're like do you know what we just want real people that are ac- actual people in real life how do you go about it then if you're matching people up or trying to find guests or get them on podcasts i guess by now have you got like a um you know a list of contacts that you know are good or do you start from the market researching a fresh or what how do you go about it well it's all about relationships or, or like like on both sides and um and matching those people up um so there's there's various different people that I, i'm in contact with all the time and then there's there's other ones that i've got in in the database so if that comes up then i've been in touch with them within the last six months or something like that 
So it's not like sometimes it's not just out of the bowl out of the blue. Like it's yeah, that's the easiest way. I haven't got it hundred percent to a T yet about getting recommendations because I always think that's the best way of doing it or or getting somebody to to actually recommend me on my services that this is a particular good guest for their show if that makes mm-hmm. sense they've already got that you're almost leveraging somebody else's loyalty or their relationship with that person from being a chippy every day just working as a carpenter to then all of a sudden being an american mastermind how did you it's find a great that journey i found it quite interesting obviously the time difference is quite a bit I had to do it what time did you have to do it, it used to be about seven o'clock seven mm. o'clock so i didn't but it was like them their sort of mid-morning yeah. how long were you on it for i was on it about six months we did it for about six months um, was it like an hour every time you're on it or was it yeah it was about an hour we just clock in you do your accountability and then there'd be like a like almost like a roulette round thing yeah. for a different chosen topic of what what that might be like everybody might have a query on about marketing for instance so mm. you talk about marketing or, or you'd or you'd have somebody that was in a hot seat they would say what their problems were or for that week or that, that they should do then mm-hmm. everybody in the group would actually give them like ideas on what yeah. they should going forward so that was quite good and it was quite good to have like i've always tried like different things that normal people wouldn't do like i've always had like quite good international background if that's quite yeah when i was younger i went to like a private school that had people from singapore thailand i grew up in cambridge which is like a sort of education very nice anyway and um people just like sort of flocked to that Mm. area so you had americans you had people from france france and germany and and i think that's how i got like to know plus it's always intrigued me i I went to america on honeymoon but america's always been one of those places that intrigued me because my grandfather he was um he um was a solicitor for mars he used to go around the globe sorting out deals for them interesting Uh, job yeah he really was and um he was based towards his end of his career was based in slough which is pet foods it always brings memories of the office doesn't it and Ricky yeah, Spain. yeah. <laughs> you can you can eat pet food, can't you? It's tested by humans, but yeah, not as good as Mars bars. Yeah, what made me think about like sort of building relationships was on Clubhouse. Um, Jay Abraham did a, like a, a room one time, and he talked about like when he goes into a hotel, he actually goes round the whole hotel, and his wife hates him for it. He goes round the whole hotel, and he meets every single person, shakes their hand, finds out about that person. And it really took me back to my grandfather, who was like quite an idol to me. And um, he, we went, used to go to this hotel that we went year in, year out in Dorset called uh, Knoll House. And um, he knew every, from like the chambermaid to like the, the person that used to pour him drinks, at the, the barman, like he used to know them and, and he used to know all of their little facets, like where they came from. and because he was like internationally traveled sort of person, he would know if they said like Portugal, Algarve, he would know all the good points and start up a conversation with them. And they would all sort of look up to him and say, hello, Mr. Halliwell and look after him. And then he would do the 10% tip and everything. And I just think that's the way Mm. we should be as people. You know what though? I am a bit like that. Like I'll talk to anyone about it, like literally, and I'll just start conversations up. And more and more nowadays, and I don't know, probably it's even worse since COVID now, but like people are, can sometimes be a bit weirded out by it because it's so not done anymore where we just have polite 
like small talk because to be fair I know sometimes I might go a bit off topic or whatnot whenever I am speaking to people but so that might be the thing but yeah just to find out just a little bit about well how come they ended up working at that place and where were they before or what and it's just being a people's person isn't it I really think it's an old-fashioned skill actually that we're losing along the way and you're right it's a really important one and it can make you stand out from other people and just um yeah can get you further I think because you never know what conversation you'll have with a random person yeah because I've spoke to people in hotel bars before where I've just picked up business haven't we Anita where I've gone to the bar to get us drinks and then I've overheard someone go say the word LinkedIn I've gone LinkedIn you want to talk to me and then they're like weird woman but then once you carry on talking then they're kind of okay but I think more and more people are just walking along headphones in heads down they're just losing the art of that the the conversation and being able to small talk and a lot of that's school's fault a lot of it's mobile phones like my um, daughter will take her phone to school and she said to me something I said something about you know I'll take your phone off you for whatever she went well I can't I need it at school and uh, and I said well I didn't have one at school she went how did you talk to your friends (laughs) I was like like we're talking now and so I thought my god she's obviously sitting next to her friends and they're still texting each other that's just weird isn't it oh definitely I mean I think that's um almost a dying art and that's why I quite like like Jay Abraham's stuff because it really takes you back to the 80s and 90s and the like the old art of like communication and things like that where communication and human psychology are like the two fundamental skills you should ever know like within a business definitely but look how popular podcasts are and that is all about the art of conversation isn't it so in a way hopefully that's coming back around again definitely it just depends I mean like I say I've I've launched my other podcast this week and um I've had like something like 20 people on there it's like what's that called it's called um build your authority so at first the first season's all about non non-fiction authors mm-hmm. so that's, that's just their steps and how they do it so it's like how to podcast oh, i'm gonna to listen to i'm i'm dedicated to writing the get savvy club book by uh, the end of summer so i will definitely check that out oh definitely that, that's one of the things that i wanted to do as well because i wanted to come in from a novice perspective like somebody yeah. that didn't know anything about like anything and this is like the power of podcasts you can reach out to people and have that platform and leverage that platform and have people on there that you would never ever be in contact with and yeah. be able to ask them for like men not initially mentorship but like through the through the conversation you're having mm-hmm. there they're obviously me- mentoring you in a way mm-hmm. like, yeah. like anita and i would never have got an hour with denise Duffield thomas unless we spent like ton of money or flew over to Australia. I don't know if you know who Denise Tuffield Thomas is, but we got her on our, fo- our podcast and we were like proper fangirls about it because before we even She's worked together, awesome. we had had her books and we we both sort of knew of her already before we even worked together. So to then get her on our podcast for like over like an hour chatting to her was great for us, but we would never have, to get an hour of her time normally. Well, it's not, I don't think you can even buy it, can you, like that? It definitely opens up doors for you. If you say to someone, oh, do you fancy being a guest on our podcast, then you're not, really, you mean you're asking for their time, but you're also offering, yeah, a platform for them to get out and talk to more people. So it immediately makes you kind of quite equal, even if they're kind of above you in terms of success or longevity or what have you. Um, and then it's a way to just have a conversation with them, isn't it? Because I suppose you're the, the key bearer at the end of the day you're, yes, that's you're the right person that's looking after your after your audience and you know you sort of your guard is like a young like almost like guarded against a young child it's like you've got these listeners that 
you're feeding them with information and they've got your relationship that you built with them that you're passing it on to somebody else that you feel that is relevant that kind of thing and interesting people at that level i think the only thing that she will do is podcast pretty much because she doesn't have the energy she doesn't want to go speak on stages anymore she doesn't you know she's got a farm it's her way of giving back still isn't it yeah but she still does it she didn't obviously charge her and she probably could do oh we've had a lot less popular and uh cool people want money to appear on a podcast appear as a guest on our podcast so yeah take a leaf out of her book hey everyone anna here just interrupting the podcast quickly to let you know about a hashtag win that we've had in get savvy academy for you guys that don't know get savvy academy is our monthly membership that business owners join to learn what well, to be part of the get savvy community but also to learn more about business and to share our wins together and lots of other interesting things but to this week it is nikki pipping who has um, who has one shout out on the show but I was doing this bit, Anita. Um, <laughs> so shut up. It's me interrupting, not you. She's interrupting me, interrupting the show. But Nikki Pippi is a fantastic financial advisor. If you are like, oh my gosh, I know I've got pensions from that company I worked in, this company I worked in. I'm not sure what I'm doing. I've got all this paperwork, but I don't know where I'm at with my pensions. Nikki Pippin is your gal, obviously. She's worked with us, so you can find her on social media should you wish. But uh, well done, Nikki. Great to be able to shout your business out on here. Let's get back into it. There is actually a platform at the moment. I'm not going to say what, who they are, but it's a sort of a, a almost like a cameo platform where you oh, go yeah. on there and you could get like um, Pacquiao come on yours, but it cost you like three thousand pounds to come on yours. I think no thanks, Manny. We'll pass. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I think it destroys it. I think as soon as you put yeah. a price tag on something, it almost destroys what you're trying to make and yeah what i've always loved about podcasts are you consume them for free that's what i've always loved about podcasts the fact that and it's opened up so when i when i was younger where i'm from no one really read books or anything i got the pistol academy for my uh reading um i feel the fear and do it anyway and things and um but finding podcasts uh, early on and having all that information for free is fantastic and just thinking that people that probably were like me when I was younger can actually consume and learn all that information for free. We put podcasts out and they're free to consume. So the thought that you're going to then charge somebody to go on their podcast, well, it goes completely against the ethos of what pod- we choose our free as business owners. And for us, the podcast is free. If you can't afford to join our monthly membership, which is only £39 a month, but if you can't afford to join that or join one of our programs or work with us one-to-one, you can still get a lot of value just from listening to this for free. So I think it'd be quite bad to you know, be charging to go on to podcasts. Plus there's been people like um, Lewis Howes and people like that that have been putting out free content for years, Mm. like good content and introduced you to people that you would have never heard anywhere else. It is an awesome platform. And when you get into it, you kind of think, well, haven't I found this before? There's just almost too much choice, isn't there? You could just scroll and scroll and scroll and everything you can possibly think of, there's, um, you know, something you can listen to. So if you're out, whatever you're doing, when you're in the car, when you're walking, when you're shopping, what have you, there's like, you know, something to um, lift your spirits or make you laugh or you can learn or just entertain you. It's just, that is a phenomenal resource. So you know a lot, obviously, about podcasts. What makes a good podcast guest for someone that's thinking, actually, this would be a great channel for me to get out there a bit? Um, but I've never done it and I'm, you know, scared of doing it. And, you know, so what what makes a good podcast guest? I think it's repetition, isn't it? Like turning up and, and actually being like a lot of people, like they might do like a podcast and might have a like a really, really 
good podcast. But the problem is that you've almost got to put your ego aside and yeah, then it's not about you. Not 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 see it as like like um it's obviously gonna build your SEO and you're obviously gonna get known, but to almost see every podcast that you come into as an opportunity, unless you're using it as a strategic business move, I still struggle now. I mean, from the podcast side, I've done on my other podcast, I've done about a hundred hundred episodes now. We did no 90, 98, but we've done over a hundred. We've got them recorded and stuff. But I'm still trying to find my feet. And people that like I I know that like this as a five year game for me, um, as in podcaster, because first I saw it as everybody was like, You've got to go down this alley or you've got to go down that alley. But really it's about finding your voice. Yeah. It sounds like a woo-woo kind of thing, but you've got to find your voice like with what you're you're actually going to say and who you're actually talking to, like concentrate on that one specific person. And what it's for, because I actually went to a podcast training about over three years ago or whatever, and there was like a ton of us at at this podcast training and everyone was talking about what they're going to do the podcast about. Um, And I had a different idea at the time because obviously it was before um, Get Savvy Club formed. Um, But the amount of people that just wanted a podcast because they wanted to say they had a podcast instead of like, what's the purpose of it so there wasn't really a purpose it was just i just want a po- i just want a podcast and um, just to sort of promote themselves rather than to actually for any other reason really and i think that's the wrong way of looking at it isn't it it's like with us is this is a way of giving people that follow us and the listeners a chance to get to listen to interesting people and learn more about marketing and and different things around business really um social with social media coaches and business coaches but ultimately this is just about helping other people we we do these on a tuesday which are like the guest guest ones so we have interesting people on with interesting stories of how they came about so that inspires our guests because i think some might be listening they haven't left their job yet they perhaps want to go and do a business but not sure maybe they're early days they want to get to that next level and then on thursday we always do like one that's less than 10 minutes it's just like it's called a get savvy quickie and it's literally just actionable tips they can do on marketing so there's a there's a reason and i think you've got to get that haven't you otherwise and it's a commitment like i don't think it's very good if you start a podcast and then you then you start then you pick it up again it, it's not a stop-start thing. I think the better podcasts are the ones where you, you're showing up consistently. And you find your own personality. I know with the first few shows that I did, I was trying to be this like, well, we even terrible, weird, <laughs> awkward life coach or, or 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 somebody that was like not not me turning mm. up. Because you thought you were going to be the podcast host, so you were going to. Maybe put your like podcast host voice on or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I think it's like the way that we're sort of programmed, isn't it? Like. I know, like you're on the radio. You're growing up in the '90s, whereas, like, like probably your kids think there's nothing to it. It's only like a bit of audio that I'm going to put out there. It doesn't really matter. But we're all like, oh, I definitely looked back and thought, oh, this has got to be like perfect, really perfect. But I realised after a while that, yeah, this is going to be like not that great for the first 12 months. I'll have like some really push myself out the or out of my comfort zone and have some really good guests like all sorts of people, Olympians, winter Olympians, boxers and, and entrepreneurs and all that kind of thing. But I knew I wouldn't be that great. I wouldn't have a great idea of it. And then it would have to be restructured. Then it would have to be refined again at some point, rebranded and build a community around it as well. Like with like a newsletter and offer 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 all these different 
different things that would mean that it's like almost like a value stack to those mm -hmm. people so that you actually give it you're actually giving your giving your all to those people but at first you don't you just don't know what it what it is or who you are or what that is it you might do a podcast and you feel awkward that's why there's so many podcasts that finish on the magic number seven they get to a seven episode and then they just completely die out it's really yeah. upsetting but it's it's just the way way it is that people get to, to seven episodes realize that it was a lot of work and, and they don't feel great about it because it, they don't like the sound of their own voice and i think that's such a great attitude because such a lot of people that we start to work with are like they think they've got to reach this standard before they, you know, all that, I've just got to get my ducks in a row, I've just got to do this, I've just got to do that, I'm not good enough for this. Whereas actually the power of learning on the job is just huge, isn't it? And nothing will get you as good at something than just cracking on and doing it and getting over your own self and get, putting your ego aside to just say, right, I'm going to just um, get on and do this, offer as much as I can and just get better. And what's wrong with learning in, in public? You've almost got expectations of somebody else that's done it that you see yeah. that you expect yourself to be. But realistically, you're you're down here and you've got to build yourself up to be up here. Kind of thing. Yeah. It's like when kids yeah. go, oh, I'm just going to be a TV presenter or whatever. And you think, well, you're not just going to be a TV presenter. You've got to go through a massive learning curve to become a TV presenter. You don't get to just be test daily overnight. Or my 14-year-old daughter's practical plan of marrying someone rich and then becoming a famous influencer off the back of that. I'm so proud. <laughs> just, you know, awesome. Well done. The worst bit was when I said, oh, what? and when are you going to realise that's not going to happen for you when you get to 40? And she said, well, it'll have to happen before then while I'm still pretty. To her mother is over 40. I was like, oh, rude. No <laughs> offence, Mum. No yeah. offence, Mum. <laughs> yeah, you're right. People just, are, they're seeing people out there who are polished and slick and they haven't seen the journey because you don't see the journey because no one's watching or one or two people are watching. So it's all right for you because you're confident, blah, blah, blah. And you think, well, we haven't always been. You, you know, we've it's just, we started sooner, that's all. Before you so, knew us, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... You just learn as you go. We spoke to someone the other day, didn't they? He said he's like, what did he say? He's listening to all our podcasts and he got to like November. And uh, he said, November, we were like, we get better. He said, oh, yeah, you've definitely changed. <laughs> he was quite diplomatic. We just assumed he meant we've got better. It might, might have been the opposite way around, but we had to hold on to the fact that he must mean we've got better. Us having our own podcast was Anna's idea because she'd done this podcast course and had all the gear that we then carried around with us wherever we went in the country and never used. And it, it took us a year to get around to it. And to be fair, I was like, OK, you know, I didn't really have an opinion. Um, I just thought, okay, if that's something she wants to do, I can go along with that. I don't have a strong opinion not to. But it's been one of the best things I've ever done. It's been one of the best things we've ever done for our business. But personally, um, I absolutely love it. I've met some great people, had great conversations, had a right laugh along the way. And I'm genuinely so proud that we've consistent we've never missed an episode and we're nearly at our hundredth episode. We've got nearly twenty-five thousand downloads, we've been featured on various things, and I just think, oh my god little old me doing that it's just yeah phenomenal i mean it just opens up various different things that you can do with your with your business i mean i know somebody that's um podcast that i know well, well that's that's had a summit recently with like some really top influencers and he's just like and he's done like 300 shows so he's done like quite a few and he's had like top influencers on there but he's been able to command those influencers to come on to the summit yeah. i mean it was over yeah. zoom but he's been able to do that because of what he's built on his podcast and mm -hmm. what his podcast and then he's got his business it's almost like 
I hate to use the word funnel, but it's like the top of your funnel yeah. is your podcast. Because sometimes that's the first thing that people come to is you stumble yeah. into it. Who knows where we've got like behind me, I've got the map and there's 87 countries. I think it's 87. I've probably gone up since I did that because it was like a geography thing with me and the kids to do to put all the different dots where, where people listen to the podcast. But unbelievable that 87 different countries listen to, to our podcast. And, and yeah, you're right. That is a funnel it is, you know, some of them go on to reach out to us. Do you want to join the academy? Do other things. We should do more of a strategy around it. To be fair, when you mentioned about SEO, then we're so bad. We have haven't even put it on our website yet which is the dumbest thing ever we need to get each of the show shows on there properly instead of i mean they're on ev- they're everywhere else but um yeah so the, we um always ask two questions on uh the marketing made easy podcast the first one we're the get savvy club so we always ask our guest what makes you savvy so i'll put that one to you i suppose as a um like i said before as an introvert i suppose just pushing it that extra yard i've always like i had a conversation with somebody like couple of years ago who was like on about stock exchange and things like that about stocks we said to like look for the data i mean when i was doing my carpentry firm he was on at me every day about putting flyers through doors he said get them all out like there was 500 to do get them all out there then you will know the data of what you've got like because of the responses that you get yeah so whenever i've so what makes me savvy is that i will try things I'll just try them because the fact is I don't know whether they will work or not. It's all testing and learning, isn't it? Definitely. And that, that's mm. where like the video and things like that, if it doesn't work, I'm, I haven't lost anything. And if it's not going to work, fail fast and rule it out and move on rather than procrastinate and worry. And then, you know, you've lost three months. So just crack on. Yeah, because whether you wait or not, it still might fail anyway. Yeah. So. We'll just crack on and do it. Fail yeah. fast and fail for free before we put money behind stuff. And the yeah. other question that we ask um, is for a book recommendation. So if you've got either marketing, business or um, personal development book that our listeners could get value from, that'd be great. Probably I'll just narrow it down to one would be um, Steve Sims, The Art of Making Things Happen. Steve Sims has worked with like all the top names, Elon Musk, um, Elton John. He's from the building trade like like I am. He, he was a bricklayer from the east of London. And um, he breaks down all of the ways that he actually reached out to these different people and things that he's used. So it's more about like how-to book and people. Ooh, very practical. Oh, I like so. the I like it when yeah. I'm, I'm listening to one at the minute with someone recommended about sales. And it's like, it's too much fluff around it. They're not getting to the, the point of the thing. And I thought, oh, this this one's not like, so I've sped it up even more. But, and I know there will be good stuff in it because somebody's recommended it, but it's, it seems like it's going around the houses to tap, to like give me stuff mm-hmm. to do. Whereas this one sounds like, like do this, try this. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check this out. Definitely. I like a new book recommendation. Awesome. It's been fantastic talking to you. Interesting stuff. And yeah, I think you share our passion, my newly found passion for the podcast world. Yeah. Apart from obviously finding you on the podcast, do you like, do you have a website or if they're, if they're yeah, interested? I mean, um, all the social medias, but if, if, if you want to just revert people to um, podcastgenie.co, that's where people can reach out to me. I've obviously got a contact form on there where people will get in contact with me. I think my, my, um, only success is on there as well but it hasn't been updated recently so need to get on with that if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe brilliant thank you so much fergus for coming on and being a brilliant guest for us really really appreciate it as always you listeners you can in the show notes you can find out more about fergus and us um we'd love to hear from you but if you want to win the book that the fergus, art of making things happen 
the art of making things happen, which actually sent me a link to already, bless him. Um, so I'm going to go and grab that off of Amazon myself and listen to that. It looks, yeah, looks really interesting. Then all you need to do is screenshot this particular podcast and share it and tag us in on social media. So that could be your social media platform of choice. So if you use Instagram, you can tag us at Get Savvy Club there or um, us on LinkedIn or Facebook, wherever you fancy. So do that and uh, hopefully one of you will win. Yeah. And if you want to get a shout out on our podcast, then get in our academy and celebrate your wins and you can win a shout out like you the academy do. is so much more than just a shout out but the shout out's a fun thing and not and nice to have as well so go and have a look at that and hopefully you'll join us and we will see you on thursday for another get savvy quickie Bye. Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club. 